Hey kids, welcome back to On Stage, Off Stage. I'm your host, George Sapio, and this month we present to you the three finalists of our Resist-themed plays. These will be short plays uh, sent in by our listeners, cast and produced by On Stage, Off Stage. And the first one is by Matthew Weaver. It's called The Ark. And yes, folks, Jim. it is That Ark. So we all know that packing for a trip is a chore. It could always be a hassle, but think of it this way. What if you were Noah's kids who were charged with the job of packing the ark with animals of every kind, and two of them? The Ark by Matthew Weaver. The roles are Shem, played by A.J. Sage, Ham, played by Mike Davey, and Japheth, played by Ithaca acting legend Milo Bohack. The stage is Noah's Ark. Japheth and Ham, two of Noah's three sons, push up against two stubborn rhinoceri. Put your back into it! I am! Come on, you stupid rhinos! The old man's losing it. Six hundred years old. He's finally losing it. Shh. You see that? That's a gorilla bite. I got that this morning. You're lucky. I was the one bringing in the alligators. Uh, crocodiles. Alligators. No, no, no. I had alligators. You had crocodiles. We talked about this. You mean we've only got alligators on board? And no crocodiles? Uh, I won't tell if you won't. Oh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose a toe where the snapping turtle got me. Seven pairs of every clean animal. Two by two. And it's all got to be done in a week. Plus, he built this boat. Ark. Cypress. I didn't even know he knew how to build a boat, did you? Ark. I swear, he's losing it. Okay, all right. Breaks over. Shem enters, his hands cupped. There you are! Help! I am helping. How in the world are you helping? See? See what? Look closer. Are those ants? Yes. Two by two, just like the old man said. Do you mean to tell me that while we've been doing all the heavy lifting, you've been moving insects? Someone has to, and I figured you guys have all the big stuff covered. <laughs> Gee, that's swell you, bro. There's a lot of them, and I didn't want to throw you guys off your groove. <sighs> Japheth shows his gorilla bite. Does this, huh? Does, does this look like a groove to you? It looks infected. Put your ants down and help me push. Do you know how long it took me to find these two ants? I don't even know if they're different genders. Okay. Okay. Shem makes a big show of carefully putting the ants down, then runs over and helps them push. <laughs> Rhinos still don't go anywhere. Uh, 
You think we can ask for an extension? No. <sighs> he seems pretty adamant. Oh. Seven days total, then the rain comes. Oh. And the dimensions. <laughs> 300 cubits oh. by 50 cubits oh. by 30 cubits. Oh. Oh. Impossible. Don't tell him that. He'll just send you out to get alligators the moment you start making any sense. Nothing is impossible, impossible with God. Crocodile. Whatever. Too much time reading the Bible. Oh, the Testament. And at least it's short. Five chapters. If what he says about a great flood is true, I don't think there's going to be a sixth. If reading that is what led to this... It's long enough already. A rhino steps on Japheth's foot. Is it broken? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, uh, I can go home, go to bed, and just let the flood come. I don't care anymore. That's, that's wicked talk. I don't care. My foot hurts. You're definitely going to lose that toenail. <laughs> Join the club. I'll live. Can't guarantee the same about that rhino. He'll just send you out for another one. <laughs> well, uh, I'm about done with the insects. Thought I'd move on to the small mammals, your voles. Marmots and such. I'll leave you guys to it. See you at dinner. Japheth grabs Shem. <coughs> oh, Ham? Yes, Japheth? What's next on the list? Shem just volunteered. <laughs> Let's see. After rhinos, it's. earthworms? What? Oh, I can get those. Be right back. He leads a charmed life, that one. What's next? Uh, 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 tigers. Oh, more teeth. And claws. After that? Fire-breathing dragons. Let's not and just say we did. Wicked again. If he wants dragons so bad, he can send Shem to get them. How much more? Let's see. We've already got... He shows a small section of the list. And we still need... He shows a much, much longer section. This will go faster if we could get the neighbors to pitch in. Mm-hmm. Dad told them they're all going to drown for their sins. Right. Ms. Rame stopped talking to me, and we played ball together forever, at least a hundred years. Do you think Dad's right about the flood? Uh, I figure if he's wrong, what's the worst that can happen? We've got an ark, seven of every clean animal, and a few dirty ones. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know what that means. <clears throat> but if he's right and we don't have him, we're out of luck. Got the worms, finally. <laughs> Kept catching rainbow trout. Uh, they're on the list. What's a rainbow? You're right. I guess they're just... Trout. We have to catch fish, too? I mean, what's the point? Right. 
Done and done. There! See? The list is getting shorter and shorter. Teamwork! What's next? Doves. Doves? Birds now? The old man was quite insistent. Where are we supposed to put them? The rafters, maybe? At least the cooing will be pleasant in the middle of the epic storm. If there is an epic storm. You guys, something's worrying me. Yeah, me too. I'm just going to clean up after all these animals. Not it! Not it! Not it! Darn it! <laughs> no, but seriously, all these pairs of animals, two by two, where's our two by two? The old man said God told him to bring our wives on board. But... We don't have wives. Trust the old man. He's got it covered. Are you sure about that? He's got 500 more years of experience on us. He, he knows what he's doing. I hope. Hmm. I wonder if he'll let me marry Neil Atomic. Oh. What? No offense, Ham, but... <laughs> If the Lord is flooding the world for wickedness? <laughs> Neil Atomic ain't gonna be on that ark. Why not? She's nice and smart and pretty and fun to talk to. She has all sorts of ideas. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Who needs that? I bet the old man pairs you with... Yeah. Tildy Grosspucker. Oh, <laughs> much better choice. No, but, but she's mean and snooty and a little bit racist. Yeah, but pious. Yes, oh. pious. Man, I was really looking forward to begetting. But if I have to beget with Tilda Grosspucker, you can just forget it. Um, begetting? Well, sure. You know. <gasps> And Adam beget Seth, who beget Enosh, who beget Kenan, who beget Malalalel, who beget Jared, who beget Enoch, who beget Methuselah, who beget Lamech, who beget Noah, who beget Japheth, Shem, and Ham. Begetting. Funny how we ne never mention Mom's name. Mm. Did, did that Neil Atomic ask you about that? Maybe. Why? Uh, <laughs> I'm still going to ask Dad. Yeah, no, no, He'll just send you to get something with teeth and claws. Plan for the worst, hope for the best. Hey, uh, did you guys already get this uh, fire-breathing dragon? Yep, it's around here somewhere. Mm. Is that a uh, thunder? Oh, okay. Break's over. Uh. Uh. Come on! Move it! Come on! Stupid rhinos! End of play. That was The Ark by Matthew Weaver. Matthew was kind enough to sit down with us via Skype and talk about the play and his work. Well, I just thought it was actually kind of just an irresistible idea, like... My my brother and my dad have helped me move a couple times, and it never goes 
it's never bad, but it never goes well. The actual moving process is not again, never bad, but it's just some, I, I tend to vanish and let them handle like the technical details and they hate me. Oh, uh, so I would just, too. <laughs> so, but, but then I, but then I have also helped them and everything like that. So we, we take turns someone takes turns yeah. being the irritating one at any given moment. So it was really, it was, I try to write kind of what if plays. And this was very much what if you were one of the brothers on the ark and you've been tasked with take, bringing in these animals two by two, you've got a week to do it. And and one brother's going to try to help in a different way. And it's like, oh, you guys got the big stuff. I'll take the little things. And then the two brothers with the big things are going to silently or not so silently loathe <laughs> that brother. And I so I don't know any brothers that would be that silent. <laughs> so so I, I thought I just thought it could be a lot of fun to just see that portion of the story and like the Bible just says oh and they brought them two by two and it's like no it, it had to be harder than that and it was just like when like I say irresistible when when it's something you're like oh that's a neat idea you kind of just have to run with it and see what happens cool um, are you a fan of biblical stories or is this one of those things that's been sitting in your head for a while just one, just one of those things. Well, I'm a big David Ives fan. Ah, there uh, we go. Yes, and so and this felt to me kind of like if if he hadn't gotten to it yet, he would have eventually. Mm -hmm. so, so I so I guess I was coming at it for, as an Ives fan, like just one of those. What's it like if you you've got the three brothers, and then what are they going to worry about? And then all of a sudden they're going to think, Hey, wait a second, who's cleaning up after all these animals? And so yeah, it was yeah. just. Just fun. And then um, I actually wrote it. We're going to mention it later, but I tried to do uh, uh, every once in a while a um, challenge for a month where you write a 10 page play a day, which um, there, there's some organized websites and programs that do it. I started because I'm a member of a, a Facebook group of playwrights and Chip Bolsick, who's a playwright in uh, Hollywood, California, he was posting every day about like just what his experience doing this, and I thought this guy's nuts. He's got to be I mean, nuts. That's ten pages a day. I try to write like a half hour a day because I write all day for my day job, and then it's like okay, you need a half hour just to produce something personal. I mean, that's that's the day job that pays the bills, and then you need something that kind of like it's like okay, I need to do something for me, fun writing. Right, yeah. And, so I, so I watched as he continued to post his process. He made it sound like so much fun, and I was like, he's having a lot of fun. I wonder if I could actually do it. I mean, that. So, um, did you? Yeah, I did, and I've done it a couple times. So, um, but so you, I try to for a month. It's like okay, a month. I'm going to try to write ten pages, and I write longhand, so ten longhand pages a day, mm. and and just see and some of them should never see the light of day but then <laughs> i was going to ask you if there was success yeah and then there then there are a couple that i really like and have inserted into my like rotation of submissions and things like this and this was one of them uh so yeah and and so it was just yeah i really liked what it comes up and it's it's very much a first vomit draft the first time you just like you write it and so oh, yeah. sometimes yeah. sometimes it comes out startlingly well but that's kind of rare and then sometimes it's like i said it should be buried somewhere deep deep and then a couple times it's like well you know there's something there this isn't quite it but at least i did my 10 10 pages today so right. yeah 
How did you find the rest of your writing? Uh, did it pick up after doing something as mon- you know monumental as this? Because ten pages a day is, is right. a lot for some people. It's it's a lot for it, it, me. That's for sure. Yeah, right. And I just finished another month. This was a, a I think um, either last year or in February. I just finished a month, and so yeah, my brain for a couple of days it's like I'm not gonna write for a while. But now because I write longhand, I have the, I have the fun. I can kind of coast for a little bit and, um, start typing up some of that, translating it to the computer and final draft and things like that. So, so that work's done. And now it's just the rewriting, which is almost as much fun. Cool. So which Facebook uh, group was this? Uh, the official playwrights of Facebook. Okay. I'm a member myself. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's a very good thing. So you use final draft, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. How long have you been using this and do you like it? Um, I've been using it, let's see, maybe the last five years or so. I don't, I don't have a complaint either way. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I was investigating it and A, I didn't want to fork out the money for the program. Right. Uh, but I generally tend to use either word or open office and I've managed to get it down to being able to format, you know, the character names and the stage directions. Right fairly easy once you set up the template um it works fairly well and I, it's you know getting it into that situation takes a little mm-hmm. bit of work but once you get it there it's well, pretty much smooth sailing i wrote a full length and had it produced in um soap lake uh, that my first full length a couple of years ago and one of the actors left me a message and said matthew we need to talk about your play and here this was like my first play i'd ever written right. and so I, I called up and i was like yes and he was like matthew the formatting is awful and i just was like oh thank goodness i wouldn't know formatting yet because, <laughs> and he was just, and i said is there any problem with the play oh no matthew it's a great play and i'm like oh thank goodness yeah so so i'm still figuring out and that's where i like programs like the um trade to play Tuesday have been helpful because sometimes a player will say this is this isn't quite what you need to do and it's like oh good love trade to play Tuesday want to give a big shout out to Donna Hope we love you Donna <laughs> yes <laughs> what how did you get uh, started playwriting I, I try and ask this question as much as possible because people have you know some of the the, the craziest outlandish stories about uh, did were you a writer before I know you write for an agricultural magazine you do reporting um did playwriting come out of that or did it come out of something else? First I started out, um, uh, novels and short stories and things like that. And then, um, uh, uh, that was when I was in Moses Lake working for the newspaper there and then moved back home to Spokane, uh, where I've been for about nine years and it wanted to start writing the books. I was sending them out, but wasn't getting much response. And I thought, well, you know, a play might be something fun to do. Cause when I worked for the Moses Lake paper, I would uh, write previews for the soap Lake Washington theater, maskers theater. Mm-hmm. And so, and so I would go and take pictures and then write up an advance for their plays and then talk with like some of the different directors and actors about tell, tell, tell an audience why they should come. But, but since that was also what I really like to do and hope to do as well. Um, so, I mean, that was the thing I'd kind of fight to do. And so then once I'd moved back home and there was no longer like the, the risk of journalistic ethics being crossed or anything like that, I sent, I wrote up a play, a full length play and sent it to one of the directors there that I'd gotten to know and said, I wrote a play, please, I've never written a play before. Please tell me what I did wrong. And so he read it and then called me a couple, couple weeks later and said, Matthew, I finished your play. 
can I show this to our artistic director? I think this works. And I said, you're welcome to show it to whoever you want. And then a few weeks went by and then she called and said, Matthew, can we put this play on? And so that was, that was my kind of my um, initiation. Wow. Lucky into, you. That's great. Yeah, what, did you, uh, what did you write about and why? It was a, a, it was a comedy. It's called bed ride. And it's about a married couple. They're both confined to their beds. Uh, she's pregnant and just about to give birth. And he broke both his legs. So they both are on bed rest. Mm. And they have a nurse who comes in to take care of them. And she's kind of got a thing for bad boys. And then his brother comes bringing his bimbo girlfriend, Twinkie, which makes me happy. Uh, and so... Um, <laughs> It's, it's a farce I want because I, I had read Neil Simon's book and he said, if you're going to try to write a farce, you're nuts. And I, I thought challenge accepted Neil Simon. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it was really well received. So for my first debut world premiere ever, it was a nine production run and it was profitable and it was just a fun, fun thing. I went opening night, me and my family, and we went all three matinees and it was very much a community very life affirming um my second grade teacher went and so that was it was just <laughs> just a real fun it was like yes this is this is what i'd like to do very blessed and then they put on an, another play last summer another full length and then from there too i've been trying like the 10 minutes uh the one acts the the one minute plays yeah what's up with the one minute plays because that's a format i have yet to try <laughs> well um here in Spokane, there's Stage Left Theater, and they do uh -huh. uh, a, a festival of one-minute plays. And so you try to – I mean, it's got to be, I think, um, if it's a monologue, literally one page. And if it's got multiple characters, it's got to be a maximum of two pages. And so, um, and so you're just trying to tell a whole story or – try i i like to experiment and so like sometimes you do a whole story or a killer twist or i wrote one that's a one minute play that only uses uh words that begin with the letter q for dialogue just to see if you could do it oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and do, have it be a coherent story do you have any of that dialogue readily available i uh yeah it's on um it's on my new play exchange um, so, I mean, it's literally one word. So I figure you can get away with it for a yeah. minute. Yeah, go yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go longer, then the audience is going to be ready to kill you. But um... <laughs> I can't imagine why. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's, that's, I'm definitely going to go look for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Matthew Weaver, it has been a joy speaking with you. Um, congratulations on the arc. Thank you very much. It's a, it's a very funny play and, and, uh, we had a ball recording it. Um, so, I'm sorry, it, this is its world premiere as well. So, is it? Oh, fantastic. Great. Another first for on stage, off stage. Woohoo! <laughs> um, thanks for being with us and uh, good luck. Thank you for the opportunity. Hey, kids, thanks for listening to On Stage, Off Stage. On Stage, Off Stage is produced monthly, and all of our shows can be found at onstageoffstage.org and also on iTunes. If you enjoy what we do, please recommend us to your friends. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at OnOffStage. And if you are a theater artist with an upcoming project of interest or work in a part of theater that we haven't yet covered, oddly enough... Or know someone in the theater world who'd make good chat, please send us a note at info at onstageoffstage.org. 
Our intro and outro music is Surf Far, Surf Good by the composer Steve Channon. You can hear more of his work on SoundCloud. On Stage, Off Stage wishes to let its listeners know that we believe in and advocate for a world where all people are free to live their lives as they wish, in peace, without fear. We believe in zero tolerance for acts of hate and bigotry. We believe in universal respect, diversity, and equality in all areas of life for all people, no matter what their nationality, race, religion, age, sexual status, or gender orientation. I'm George Sapio. Thank you once again, and happy theatering to all of you.
Hey kids, thanks for listening to On Stage, Off Stage. On Stage, Off Stage is produced monthly, and all of our shows can be found at onstageoffstage.org and also on iTunes. If you enjoy what we do, please recommend us to your friends. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at OnOffStage. And if you are a theater artist with an upcoming project of interest or work in a part of theater that we haven't yet covered, oddly enough, or know someone in the theater world who'd make good chat, please send us a note at info at onstageoffstage.org. Our intro and outro music is Surf Far, Surf Good by the composer Steve Channon. You can hear more of his work on SoundCloud. Onstage Offstage wishes to let its listeners know that we believe in and advocate for a world where all people are free to live their lives as they wish, in peace, without fear. We believe in zero tolerance for acts of hate and bigotry. We believe in universal respect, diversity, and equality in all areas of life for all people, no matter what their nationality, race, religion, age, sexual status, or gender orientation. On Stage Off Stage will never promote or endorse those who seek to diminish others because of who they are. I'm George Sapio. Thank you once again, and happy theatering to all of you. (laughs) 